Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Fembar can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation on the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Minter, Campbell and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass. My name's Harriet Minter here on Talk Radio and I am joined by my co-hosts Emma Sexton and Natalie Campbell. And this week we are going to be talking about Prince William's dad dancing and whether or not we can really use the word slut drop in 2017. Uh, We'll also be looking at um, email signatures and why they matter and we'll be solving as ever your badass balls ups including what to do when you see the one that got away. So this week our first story of the week, Prince William dad dancing whilst on holiday with the boys. Is this such a terrible thing Emma? Would you have been horrified if you'd seen a picture of your other half doing that? No, because I watched it and he was dancing to that. Who did the song? Vibe on. Vibe on it. Was it not five? Five. Five on. The loons. The loons. A rap group back in the day. Oh, okay. No, like he was in an R&B club. I just feel like he was releasing his inner Jamaican. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. So now, if you'd seen your other half, if somebody had sent a video of your other half, because the reason he got in trouble was partly because, bless him, he is doing a bit of dad dancing, but also because there is some girl gyrating away in front of him and the son picked it up and they got very upset about whether or not Will should be doing that. And is that upstanding behaviour if you're a young gentleman of today? What do you think now? So firstly, if you ever go to any club that I'm in, uh, then all of the dancing is basically gyrating and that's it. So I'm, you know, for me, I'm like, whatevs. I've just watched the video properly and he's not dad dancing. He's got rhythm. There's a little two step. He's got his fingers in the air. I'm like, look, he's getting his life. Get your, He's only 30 something. I mean, oh, would come you on, have, give him a break. How do you think Kate would feel about it? Oh, she wasn't there. It was a lad's holiday. I, I, I have to think, if I say you've got a pass, it's a lad's holiday. There's no kissing. There's no touching. There's no sex with anyone else. Apart from that, go for your life. And if you need to boogie, whatever, that's what a holiday's for. I'd be doing the same thing. I agree. Yeah. Emma, would you have been jealous about it or not? No, I I mean, I have this thing where I'm. you can't control how somebody else thinks and feels about somebody else. So why waste your energy around that? And I, I just, I firmly believe if something happens, something bad happens, you will find out eventually mm. and then you deal with it then. But like you human beings, you're going to be attracted to other people. You're going to have a few drinks and be a bit more amorous. And that girl, that girl clearly was being super smart. I mean, I admire her cleverness. It's like, okay, Prince William's here. How am I going to further my career? You know, he didn't have any control over what how she was going to dance with him. So, and this is the other thing, right, which is all the papers have been saying she slut dropped in front of of him and obviously I know that slut drop is a term that we use for a particular dance move I in my old age and with my dodgy <laughs> knees just can't achieve it anymore <laughs> but is it actually okay that we can like we can call that for just a dance move yeah, I don't, I don't call know. it a slut drop I, I don't know how I feel it well, I'm that. sort of agnostic because you, you've got the whole slut walk movement we've had a conversation about the term slut on yeah. the show before 
it's it's a dance move. I know when the, the papers use it, they mean it in a in a in a sort of different way. Or maybe they're trying to be down with the kids. I have no idea. Basically, the kids that I know don't call it a slut drop. You know, it's oh, what do they call it? I can't even remember. But say, we've what, been we've been yeah. doing their moves for a long time. This this is nothing new. I call it dangerous. That's why I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Easiest way to a trip to any for me. <laughs> So our second story this week, Nat, what has been kind of grabbed your attention in the headlines this week? Speaking of the kids, um, it came to my attention, uh, firstly from a tweet by Nimco Ali, that we, we have a situation where girls are not getting access to sanitary wear in schools and therefore then or just at all. And that means they're not turning up for school. Um, and there's been a, a number of, of articles, some just highlighting the point that uh, it was schoolgirls in Leeds that were saying, you know, we can't go to school basically because we don't have sanitary pads we don't have tampons uh, and then there was some follow-up articles saying you know we need to have a broader conversation about this because um we need to actually educate girls about periods in this whole cycle and it's, it's it's still a taboo within within society and then i had a shock horror when i went to the shop to buy i went to the shop to buy some tampons this week and they were nearly four pounds and i i literally i i bought that and some gum and i was like four quid if you're a family, a low-income family, four pounds is a lot of money. Yeah. So I was really shocked about this because I obviously think of this as a problem, honestly, outside of the UK. Yeah, me too. Outside the developing world. So Emma, what ha- needs to happen for this not to be a thing? I well, I don't. I mean, I don't understand why schools haven't got um, free sanitary wear within the kind of like the the bathrooms, the, the girls' toilets at school. But also, like, we seem to give out condoms. Like, and like a packet of condoms is not cheap, you know, much more expensive than a packet of tampons. But for some reason, you can get those. You can get condoms everywhere, but you can't get tampons everywhere. I would have thought the tampons were more of a necessity. Mm-hmm. And I, like you, Harriet, was shocked. I was like, in the UK, mm-hmm. there are girls not going to school because they've got their period. Like, I mean, that's just totally dumbfounded me. And the, the other thing that's annoying me is it's the, the manufacturers. So in one of the articles that I was reading, um, specifically in The Guardian, it was saying this is the whole system change. First of all, we need to do the education piece within schools, but also why are manufacturers charging so much for something that is a necessity? And, you know, a few years ago we had the tampon tax and it just it really brought to the front of my mind again. We're being penalised in society for something that we cannot control. Yeah. Well, you think Unilever, all their work they do with their advertising around women and girls. I'm like, why are you not being a social impact company and going, okay, well, for every pack that we sell to you for four pounds in boost we're going to put a pack in a school like instantly yeah. you've got a social impact company what are you doing someone that listening is a brilliant yeah. idea how hard yep. is that let's make it happen yep. but honestly it's it's not okay like mm. i feel really riled about it it's just not okay kids missing out on education because of that because unilever are making so much money they can spend on big adverts but they can't spend any money giving young girls um, sanitary wear. Let's like, be that fair. Is Let's not also okay. and Procter and Gamble and Procter tweet, and Gamble. Who well. else? Who else makes tampons um, and tampons and sanitary wear? Some other companies, but those are the two that. Whoever you are, sort, sort it out. out. <laughs> is the official I'm line. laughing? It's not funny. No, it's not. It's not, and it's not actually acceptable that it's still like that is an issue, and that we have not addressed it and not sorted it. But thankfully, we're now on the case. Yes. Fixing it this Some week. Ranty tweets after this radio show. <laughs> Um, and finally, Emma, what else are you ranty about this week? What else <laughs> oh, blimey, it's going to be quite a ranty show today. Well, this fascinated me because I've thought this. Like, I, I try not to have a chip on my shoulder about being female and the, and the gender issues. I try not to go into situations already carrying that. But there's been a couple, well, more than a couple of, of issues when I've been running my business where I felt that um, there's been a, a gender problem. So this story is about a guy who swapped email signatures with his colleague and there was a dramatic difference in the way this client was dealing with him versus his female colleague that he swapped signatures with. And, you know, they kind of went like it It just completely changed the way the conversations were. Um, this uh, the girl who, um, you know, was dealing with this client was having an awful lot of problems. It was like she was constantly being undermined and challenged. And then as soon as the as soon as she put like a male signature on there, the conversation changed. And I've certainly had clients as well that I feel have not listened to me and I've given them advice and then they've had to come back to me because they've gone ahead with a with a result. And I and I look back and I have to go. That's because I'm a woman and you don't think I know as much as I know. I firmly believe that. Nat, do you find that? Do you think that happens sometimes where somebody listens to you and goes, oh yeah, good advice, but I'm not going to take it because it's come from a woman? 
Yes, I, I, I can think of at least two occasions where we have pitched for work and I know the work has gone to an all-male team because I've seen, seen the team uh, and I've said to the client, okay, well, I'm going to check back in in let, let's say six months just to see how you're getting on uh, and I flag, these are the things that you need to think about if you actually want to make this happen, being the expert in the area. Um, they've taken, you know, they've taken on this all-male all team especially, and to do projects for women as well. Yeah. And then check in six months later and it hasn't been done. They haven't reached deliverables. They haven't reached targets. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we realised a couple of things. Yeah, the things that I told you six months ago, but actually because I was saying it and you felt more comfortable dealing with these guys that look like you, you went with them. And it frustrates me And you know, on the day-to-day -day kind of, you just get on with it. But as you said, this sort of thing, it just highlights that we have an issue, a, yeah. a, a gender it's unconscious. bias. Yeah. yeah, it's an unconscious so, issue, I think. It is unconscious, but the thing that was really interesting to me about this particular article was that this guy accidentally changed his email signature. You know, it was, it was an accident. Um, but surely up until this point, you know, up until this point, his female colleague had been saying, no, no, things take me longer because I have to spend more time persuading people to do them because I'm a woman. And he hadn't believed her. Mm. He'd thought that actually her time management skills weren't that great, that she yep. hadn't been working yep. as hard. He had not believed her. And he said when he then took the proof to his boss, who was a man, they didn't believe him. Yeah, like, this is not a thing. But I love how he's speaking out about this, though, because this is the only way that it's that things are going to change, that, you know, we, we highlight these things. So well done. But yeah, I mean, it's happening all the time and it's boring. <laughs> the other thing that's happening a lot as well and i see this you talked about this a second ago now which is projects that are specifically around women men being hired to deliver them yes oh that's goodness. brilliant i love it i love so it i've gone rogue on emails recently when someone's asked me to do so i got an email about a survey about female entrepreneurs I sort of emailed back and said, this is boring. You know, do you know how many people ask me to do stuff about this? And you're asking the same questions you were asking 10 years ago and we haven't moved on. Um, and, you know, poor, poor sort of young intern person emailed back and said, I'm really sorry, but this is the sort of feedback we need. Googled the company that's doing research, all run by men. <laughs> so I then emailed someone in government and was like, do you know that this company that you've given money to do this thing is run by men and they're asking these questions and you're not going to get the results that you need? Um, they, res they responded not in the way that I wanted. Anyway, I gave this young intern the insight that, that she needed. And then I um, followed the male company founder on LinkedIn. And I said, look, this is what you need to know about your research. So I was just like, come on, you're doing research about us, about me. When, where's your vagina? <laughs> That's what How I, do you know what questions vagina? to ask? Well, I just do. Really I have asked me. that question many times. <laughs> but where's your time? vagina? <laughs> And if you're asking that question too, well then coming up, we have a health and fitness expert coming into the studio to talk to us, so maybe she knows the answers. We're going to be joined by Hilary Rowland, the founder of Boom Cycle, talking about whether the health craze is in fact taking over the UK. It all sounds like quite a lot of effort to me. Um, but also we're going to be coming talking about our badass balls up, so should you have flirted with that guy, what to do when your boss just isn't helping you out, and we've got a French feel to our backdated badass this week, so stay tuned for that. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Fembar can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation on the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Minter, Campbell and Sexton are your all new Saturday Night Super Squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass here on Talk Radio. I'm Harriet Minter and I'm joined by my co-hosts Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. And 
Coming up on the rest of the show, we're going to be talking to Hilary Rowland, founder of Boom Cycle, all about the health and fitness trends taking over the UK at the moment. We'll also be doing our general badass balls ups, your problems. We try and solve them. Sometimes we're helpful, sometimes we're not. And of course, we'll have a brilliant backdated badass for you to learn more about. But first of all, welcome, Hilary. Thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us. Um, so before before you joined us, we were in fact talking about the trials and tribulations of being a woman when everyone is like, oh yeah, nice, but I'm going to ask that advice from a man too. Has that ever happened to you? I mean... I think sometimes um, I am not getting uh, as much attention sometimes in, in certain boardroom or not my particular boardroom, but like when we're pitching for finance, etc. I think sometimes everyone's just looking to the men for answers, um, which is definitely something I've seen happen before. But um, my email signature actually says master of the boom. So I think that that helps skip that particular experience nice. for me. Master of the boom sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to be that. Um, so tell us a little bit about Boom Cycle, what it is, how long it's been going for. Yes. So Boom Cycle, it is more of an experience than a spin class. Uh, it's definitely a good experience. It's, it's an amazing experience. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> an empowering, um, shake your ass, get a little crazy, um, come out feeling like you own the world experience. Um, um, we started about six years ago. We opened in 2011, and it's just been so much fun creating the community that we have, um, just spreading our badassery, <laughs> if I dare say. <laughs> well, you can, because we have to, obviously, when we're talking about spin, I have to ask a very important yes, girl please. question. Mm -hmm. When you are a lady on a spin bike... Sometimes you get off the spin bike after the class and you're in a certain amount of pain. And you might be in that pain for quite a few days because those seats are not comfortable. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, after a while, you get used to it. It's sort of like when you buy a brand new pair of shoes. And at first you're like, oh, man, that really hurts. <laughs> but then you wear them a few more times and you're like, oh, OK, my feet got used to the shoes. <laughs> so just, your vagina just has to toughen up and get through it. Your vagina gets through it. Oh and, um, and also we have some gel seat covers <laughs> that, that super aid in this particular discomfort. OK, thank you. Also like shoes. Gel pads within shoes. That is there true. That. I love it. But I, I was going to ask, how important is the soundtrack? Because I think that's the thing that I noticed in the class and the, a Missy Elliott song came on and I was like, I'm going to lose my mind right now. Let's go. Yes. Uh, and then the instructor was doing her her movements. It's like, it is, you're, you're dancing on a bike, but remember to actually pedal and, you know, do all the other things and breathe. And breathe. And, yeah, yes. all of that stuff too. Important. So how, how important is the soundtrack to the it experience? It is super important. I mean, it's one of the most important things. And what we do with, with our wonderful instructor team is everyone that instructs for Boom Cycle goes through a minimum six-week training course about how to build the playlist um, and all the different orders, you know, which tracks represent which categories for us, etc. So um, it, it is a very meticulous process and we put a lot of thought into it. Okay. Can you tell me some of your uh, biggest learnings in terms of growing your business? You've been in business like six years now. Yes. Like, can you tell me like one thing that was a a big learning for you? Uh, well, for sure. Um, anything that can go wrong probably will go wrong. <laughs> so just get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and what does get ready mean? Because, you know, the, we're going to talk about this. Um, we the event will have happened yes. once this goes to air but you know the fitness industry is exploding at the moment i think it's it's the new thing that people want to be involved in so what was the what was the first thing you, you noticed and realized and what was the, what was one of the things that went wrong where you were like okay right okay so one of the things um gosh well one of the things that went wrong if can i go with that one absolutely okay. so i guess about a month after we first opened um our backer that was supposed to carry us through to building more sites, um, they had gone into administration. Oh, nice. So all of our funding got pooled. And um, and so we basically had to do all that. My husband and I, who's my business partner, we had to do all the jobs ourselves. Like mm -hmm. we were cleaning that place. Like we were working every single shift. You know, I was yeah. teaching classes. And um, you just have to pull together and do whatever you can do to keep your head above water and mm -hmm. make it work. Yeah. So that's what we did. And we rebuilt it. Um, you know, the you know the business. And I mean, it wasn't that high up anyway because we were one month in but still you have to like you know pull yourselves together and, yeah. and build it back up which we did and then we went back out for funding and yeah after that we opened Holborn which was super fun nice. so Shoreditch was first yes it was okay and 
what's next? Because again, it, you know, thinking about this industry, that you can go anywhere. You can you can do products. You can do food. I mean, clothing's a big thing. Everything feels like there's a fitness angle and wearables. And so, what what is next? Yeah, well, you're totally right in thinking like that because we are a lifestyle company that mm-hmm. happens to do indoor cycling. Okay. So we are definitely working right now on um on a women's branded fitness wear or mm-hmm. fitness sorry women's fitness wear brand uh, of boom cycle gear we'll also do a few pieces for men as well um i just haven't found a great uh men's fitness wear designer that could help us with that so if anybody out there is hearing this let me know we're happy to do it um and yeah we are definitely upping the retail space that we have in our next two studios which we're opening later this year and also having a lot more community room where you can come Mm -hmm. in charge up all your electronics hang out meet a friend um sit there for a few hours if you want to uh so there's there's many different angles we want to go into um i mean maybe one day we're already doing our shakes our recovery shakes for after the classes um and you know maybe who knows maybe there's going to be a boom cycle shower gel maybe you you never know a little suite of products (laughs) so can we talk a little bit also about kind of maybe the darker side of the industry because it has exploded i think in the last couple of years and all you have to do is open your instagram and it is filled with hashtag fitspo um but some of it's not it doesn't feel that healthy it feels a bit obsessional how do you kind of work with people because you must see women like this who have got too much into it how do you as a business owner kind of manage that responsibility well our message is always um, do it because it feels good Mm. because it makes you feel good about yourself because it makes you if if you're more confident you're more successful in the rest of your life right if you if you feel like you're winning for yourself, then you can win for other people as well. You can take care of your family and your friends better and all of these things. So we come at it from exercise the mind first. And by exercising the mind, we mean go in to the studio, listen to the crazy loud music on the beautiful sound system, lose yourself, have a few moments just for you where you can just be. And you come out feeling refreshed and the endorphins have got you. And when you come out of there, you are literally ruling the world. And I guarantee if you feel like that when you go through the rest of your day, you're probably going to be doing better things because you're feeling good. And how do you manage, what was your view actually on, um, so there was a story this week about a female bodybuilder who was in the gym and she took a picture on her phone of a woman running on the machine, the treadmill behind her. And this woman was a bit overweight and, you know, was obviously there to kind of lose some weight and tone up. Um, and this bodybuilder took a picture and it went viral and she kind of basically had a picture of herself next to it being like, oh my God, look at this woman. What Mm. is she doing? That's so gross. I know. How do you create a community that feels positive and inspiring rather than competitive? Um, I think it's just our, our brand values. They come through, you know, every single aspect. That's how we created everything, like how we wanted it to feel and how we wanted it to look. And that's how we train our staff. It's, um, empowerment, inclusivity, and fun. And so when you walk down... Well, right now we're all in the basement in Boom Cycle. The Boom Cycle <laughs> shortage uh, in Holborn Studios are in the basement, but the next ones aren't. So now you walk down the stairs and everyone's like, hello, like, how are you? Super welcoming. Like, if you've been there a few times, we probably know your name. Um, and we're not putting up, like, super perfect pictures of ourselves or the instructors or anything. Like, it's not, there's no pressure to be anything but happy. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about, because it's uh, you and your husband yes. have co-founded this. Can you tell me about when you first had the idea? Was it just one of you had the idea or did you like co-create it? And like, how did you go from like chatting and being excited about an idea to like actually making that happen? Yes, thank you. So um, he was doing his own business idea at the moment, which is going to be an alcohol because he used to be an alcohol brand and event consultant. And um, and I was I wanted to do spinning because I was in love with it and I couldn't find what I wanted in London. So you went from booze to boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he went Paige, from booze to booze. That's my every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we actually serve booze at booze. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he was going to do that, and I was going to do uh, spinning, or shall I say, indoor cycling. Um, and then we were comparing business plans. He was helping me with a financial forecast of mine, etc. And um, and we decided we're probably not going to see much of each other if we both do our own business because it is all encompassing. Like you never realize how crazy it is. So we're like, well, we want to stay together. We want, we don't want to break up over this because we do separate businesses. So, 
um, he was going to work on this one with me. And also, I think what part of the reason why we decided that that was a good way to go was because around that time, Equinox bought a portion of SoulCycle for $50 million in the U.S. at that time. So we're like, I oh. can see why that would have been attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, maybe we're going to go with that one. <laughs> and what's the trickiest thing about working together as a couple? How do you manage that? Um, I think the trickiest thing is setting boundaries for when we talk about work because sometimes we're so excited about it and we love it so much and like I'm so into what we're doing I'm so happy about it and I'm hot for it and all this stuff that you know sometimes we're home having like a nice dinner together and I'm, I just want to talk about work and he's like no please can we not talk about work tonight or vice versa you know what I mean so it's just finding out the right time to Finding the boundaries. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> being hot for work, being hot for other things. Yeah. <laughs> so, some brilliant business advice there. Thank you so much, Hilary. That's Hilary Roland from Boom Cycle. And you're going to be staying with us to help us with our badass balls up. Is so that right? Excited. Yes. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> so excited. Because coming up next, we do have our badass balls up, the part of the show where we try and help you. You send us your problems. You can tweet us using the hashtag BAWH or you can find us on Twitter at Badass Women's Hour, HR, that's at Badass Women's Hour. Tell us your problems, ask for our help, and we will use our combined nearly 100 years worth of experience and, to be honest, mistakes to help <laughs> you try and not do the same. Uh, so that's coming up in our next section. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. She'll get you. T- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talking. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Femba can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation on the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Minter, Campbell and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three, four. Badass Women's Hour, three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass on Talk Radio. I'm Harriet Minter, I'm joined by my co-host Emma Sexton, Natalie Campbell, and this week we're also joined with a fantastic Hilary Rowland, founder of Boom Cycle. Thanks for joining us, Hilary. Uh, so this section, as always, is our badass balls ups where we try and answer your problems and help you out just a little bit. And of course, if you do have a problem, feel free to email us, tweet us. You can find us at Badass Women's Hour on Twitter or Instagram or all the socials, really. Um, or you can follow along on the hashtag B-A-W-H. But our first problem this week, Emma, tell us what it is. 
Yeah, so this is, I was having a chat with my friend the other night and uh, there's been this whole like backlash around busyness. Like you can't say you're busy. If you say you're being a busy, then you're a bit obnoxious. And I was talking to my friend about it and she was like, it's, it's really annoying because I am actually really busy because I'm doing all this amazing fun stuff and I can totally relate to that. My diary is jam-packed and I am busy and I am too busy. And she was like, I just, I'm... I don't want to be ashamed of being busy because I'm doing good stuff but sometimes I have to say to my friends I can't see you or I have to you know I have to limit the time and uh, that I am spending on stuff because there's only so many hours in a day and there's lots that I want to do and lots that I want to achieve so she's like how can I deal with this sort of backlash that I'm getting from friends and people going oh you know you can't keep saying you're busy and so Nat do you tell people I'm really sorry I can't see you I'm busy or do you kind of try and reschedule them or do you try and fit everything into one day Oh, I, I pre, I pre prepare, I, I, I manage expectations. I will send a text message that I'm known for doing this, sort of three months in advance, saying, "Look, I'm going to be busy for a long period of time. I like the next three months. If I miss your birthday, a wedding, uh, bar mitzvah, I apologise now." And my family and friends just kind of have to deal with it. But, and that is me managing the expectations because I can't deal with the pressure. I just can't. Yeah. I love that you're planning for the many bar mitzvahs that <laughs> might be happening. <laughs> Hilary, what about you? Because like you said, having a business is all encompassing, right? So how have you also managed your personal relationships while you're doing that? Well, um, I sort of do the same thing. It's, it's, I have huge goals and that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And if you're my friend, then you know that about me and you love that about me and them's the breaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm really sorry that if, if I can't be there, sometimes I wish I could be. But um, but, you know, we got to do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel that I think especially getting older, I'm like, I've had this massive realization that I am only on this planet once. And there is stuff that I want to do. And that is not going out in a bar, getting drunk off my face every Friday night. You know, like there is st- other things I want to do. So but it's about priorities, isn't it? So it's yeah. about knowing actually what's going to give you stuff mm. and take away. But also you're not always busy. Sometimes you just need to block in some time to do nothing that's yeah. just as important as doing the, the busy stuff so sometimes I am busy doing nothing because that's what I need to do <laughs> so I'm really bad actually about cancelling for nothing so if I I feel really terrible about it I hate doing it but the other weekend I had a full weekend booked and I was so tired and when I get really tired I just need to be by myself maybe with Netflix and that was all I wanted and I cancelled three people and it was horrible doing it was I was it? Like, so mm. sorry I love it when someone cancels so sorry but that's it right yeah I'm like brilliant I can stay in <laughs> my friend was the other week she's like I'm really sorry it's a Friday night but I've got to cancel I'm like no 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 it is totally <laughs> fine the feeling of no plans yeah. is so yeah. freeing yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing to remember right which is yeah maybe you are really busy and maybe you feel like you're cancelling on a lot of people but sometimes they're just really grateful you are too. <laughs> um, so now, what's our second problem for this week? So this is my one. <gasps> We're going to oh. solve that problem. <laughs> this is a secret one. Mm. You wouldn't really tell us much about this. So last Saturday, uh, I went to Wow. Uh, so walked out Wow Festival, Women of the World Festival. Absolutely brilliant. We're going to see Angela Davis. Uh, was South Bank. Uh, I was walking out of Waterloo Station and I was at the bottom stairs of South Bank where they have the, the food market, looked up to see an ex. <gasps> an ex from about 10 years ago. But I kind of, he's always been the one in my mind where I thought if I was going to be with any of the douchebags that I was with over the last however <laughs> long, it may have been him. Um, and it, he always pops into my mind. Anyway, saw him and I was actually really cool and calm and we sort of looked at each other and he pretended that he didn't know who I was. So we had that thing of we're just looking at each other and I was looking at him like, oh, you're not gonna say anything. Um, and when we got, when he sort of walked up, he didn't walk up to me, he sort of walked past me then stopped and then stopped and looked at me and I was like, you don't know who I am. And he's like, I'm trying to remember. <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he did, this, this is his whole play. Anyway, so I was like, Natalie Denise Campbell. And he's like, oh, Nats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave him my full full name, full <laughs> government name. Love it. <laughs> Natalie Denise Campbell. Yeah, yeah then, no? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Not the other Natalie Campbell. Just out of interest. <laughs> did, you, did you finish with him or did he finish with you? Uh, he dumped. It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so then his first question everything. then was like, why did you stop calling me? And I was like, oh, you don't remember. Uh, and he was like, no, tell me. I was like, we're not going to do that. But anyway, it was all kind of like flirty. And he was like, you look really good. I look like a scratter. Seriously, I, I was like, I'm not going to see any men. I'm at a festival full of women. Just be comfortable. Anyway, so he uh, sort of said, you're not going to tell me. I said, no. I said, but it might have something to do with the fact that you used to say that I would never be as good as your ex-girlfriend. 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Maybe yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Please but, don't reheat him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so so the, the the balls up is so, and then I, I was like, okay, anyway, anyway, it was good to see you, and sort of just left him standing there. And I can see he was a bit like, uh, 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 okay. Um, but then I got to the top, top of the stairs and I thought, should I, should I have given no. him my number? No, 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 no. <laughs> if I have to physically restrain you, <laughs> no. But it's it's been playing on my mind for like the last well since Saturday. I'm like, oh, maybe I, maybe I should have, maybe I should have. No. Oh, okay. Emma's like looking at me I like gonna, I'm about to slap you. <laughs> I am going to stand up for this guy. It's been ten years. It's you don't That's know what true. he's like That's now. True. We are all very different from like, how we yeah. were in our you know ten years ago. So you don't know how he's matured. You don't know who he's come turned into. You don't know that actually maybe if you sat down and had a conversation with him and he's like, so why did you dump me? And you're like, uh, because you kept mentioning your ex girlfriend. That he wouldn't say, oh, that was a stupid thing for me to have done. Let me never do that again. So I think You've got if you point, liked Harriet. him, yeah. If you liked him, did you like? Did you have good chemistry? Yeah. It looked good. She's still All thinking right. about it a week later. Well, yeah. But the reason I know he's similar to the person he was, and I think this is what my this is what my brain did to drag me away, was the fact that he pretended he didn't know who I was and did that whole oh yeah. kind of thing. That was him. That was old him. But you know, we all have habits. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with like sending him a message saying it was really nice don't to see you again. Don't have his number. Oh, I don't know how to yeah, contact you've got him. Social media, he's no. not on Facebook. Is he's he one there? of those guys. He doesn't do social media. He's not on Facebook. So I would have to find him sounds via like friends. A, which sounds is like a lot of effort. There's yeah. a lot of really lovely men out there. I think you should focus your effort on finding <laughs> friends. Really? Where, where Emma? Where are they? John um, Lewis. They there's are. a new club opening, Natalie. <laughs> in case you forgot, there's a new members club happening. Yes. yes. Okay. They're in there. <laughs> I don't know. I, so get over it. Is that what you're saying? I don't think so. I, I like an ex. I think you dated them for a reason. They're nice people. We've all grown up. I think give them a second chance. Hillary, these two are biased. What yeah. do you think? I don't know. I always think I left someone for a reason yeah. and, and yeah. They, should, they should stay where they are. Yeah. That's okay. my whole thing. You know, we've got a population crisis. There's a lot of men out there. I think you are struggling to find them, but... <laughs> Fine. Oh, sometimes it's tough being the only romantic on this show. It really is. <laughs> Right. Um, so our final problem for this week is um, back at work and in the workplace. So this is a friend of mine and she's got a new job. She's really enjoying it. But her boss is the exact opposite of a micromanager. So he is as hands off as they come. He's like, you go for it. You do whatever you want. It's fine. I totally trust you, which is lovely. Until he suddenly sticks a meeting in your diary for the next day with the big boss and you don't know what's expected of you. So she's just going to have to wing it. And that's absolutely terrifying her. Yeah. Emma, what should she do? I think what I've learned is whenever I'm in those situations is you can't let people smell your fear. So as soon as people smell your fear, you are done for. So I, like that's that was that is always my main thing when I'm massively out of my comfort zone, I'm like, right, okay. Own this. Don't let them show that you're scared. Trust that you're going to work this out. So how do you do that? Apart from like dousing yourself in Chanel number five, what's the key? <laughs> what? <laughs> Smell the fit. That was the only person with. <laughs> you just got to take a deep breath, not overanalyze it. Trust yourself that you're going to work it out and not get yourself het up about it and just go, I'm going to just own this. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, some deep breaths. Hillary, you can do it. How yes. do you kind of pull yourself together when you've got something big and important that you're really scared about it and you kind of don't know what's going to happen? How do you manage it? Well, I try to harness my stress. I try to, um, and I just did some research on this because I'm giving a talk next Friday, um, and I'm including this as uh, as one of my tips. Um, so if you can get yourself amped, like super amped, like do jumping jacks, run up and down the stairs, listen to your favorite gangster rap track, like go for a run, like whatever it is to make you feel high on that, like I'm going to kill it level, do that. And that way when the stress comes to you, your energy is already bigger and you can take it and use it. Mm. So that's nice. what I would recommend. Matt, do you do the same? Is it back getting So, so we know up? we know this. We know yeah. it's put on some grime, put <laughs> yeah, on some Yeah, we rap. talked about power yeah, songs Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. But, I, you know, if you're at work and you're thinking it's it's immediate write a list what are your three i say this all the time three key messages as long as you convey three things over and over and over again 
then you've nailed it. If you're trying to say any more than three things, then you're going to lose people. But if you can get those three things in your head, you'll be fine. And I think the other thing is sort of realising that actually maybe you and your boss are just different people, right? So he's probably somebody who's really comfortable with not having enough information, with just kind of going in there and throwing some ideas out. But actually, if what you need is more detail and more structure, you have to ask him for that. Just ask. And just be like, actually, I need to know from you, what is this meeting about? What do you want the outcome to be? What do you need me to do in it? Yeah. And take that away because if people who are not details people I am not one of them so if you're like a big picture person you're just thinking about the end result Mm. but sometimes if you are somebody who needs more detail and more kind of thought you've got to tell them that and then they'll change their behavior and I don't think we do that enough in our lives at all we don't just tell people this is what I need from you can you do it and give them the opportunity to show us they can Mm. Um, but that's because I believe in the goodness of people. <laughs> I think our boss is a bit of a meanie. <laughs> I might be alone now. Um, so hopefully that's given you some advice and wisdom for this week. And of course, if you have any badass balls ups of your own, do remember to tweet us at Badass Women's Hour HR or find us on the hashtag BAWH. And big thank you to the amazing Hilary Rowland of Boom Cycle for your advice and wisdom. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and coming up after this short break, we will be looking at a backdated badass, a woman from history that you absolutely have to know about. And this week is the amazing Simone de Beauvoir. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Across the UK, online and on DAB. (laughs) Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Fembot can go to hell. Topical talk, outspoken opinion and inspirational conversation on the hour of badass power. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators but no one compares. Minter, Campbell and Sexton are your all new Saturday night super squad. Badass Women's Hour on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. One, two, three, Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour. Three women, one hour, all the opinions we can muster and a whole load of badass here on Talk Radio. I'm Harriet Minter and I'm joined by my co-hosts Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. And now we are talking about a backdated badass woman from history that we think you absolutely have to know about. And this week's is the amazing Simone de Beauvoir. This week we talk about Simone de Beauvoir, one of the key figures of modern feminism. Born in Paris, France on January 9, 1908, she was a writer and a philosopher. Simone was raised strictly Catholic and attended coven schools, and she was so devoutly religious that she considered becoming a nun, but after having a crisis of fate at age 14, she declared to be an atheist and shifted her curiosity to math, literature and philosophy. After passing her exams in mathematics and philosophy in 1925, she then went on to study mathematics and literature at the Institut Catholique de Paris. She then enrolled to study philosophy at the Sorbonne and completed her degree in 1928, becoming only the ninth woman to have received a degree from the Sorbonne at the time. It was during her studies at the Sorbonne that she first met fellow intellectual Jean-Paul Sartre and fell in love with him. Although Simone had a long-time relationship with Jean-Paul Sartre, she was known to have a number of female lovers, many of them being underage students who she met while she was working as a professor. In fact, in 1943 she was suspended from her teaching job due to an accusation that she had in 1939 seduced a 17-year-old pupil. The same year, she published her first novel, She Came to Stay, a fictionalized chronicle of her and Sartre's sexual relationship with one of her students in Rouen Secondary School. Simone and Jean-Paul developed a pattern, which called a trio in which she would seduce her students and then pass them on to Sartre. And it is no surprise that both Simone and Jean-Paul engaged in political campaigns to abolish the age of constant laws for sexual relationships in France. Simone published countless works of fiction and non-fiction during her lengthy career, which include The Second Sex, published in 1949 and is now considered a pioneering work of the modern feminist movement. Without doubt, the book was received with great controversy. Some critics said the book was pornographic and the Vatican placed it on the church's list of forbidden texts. Other than writing controversial books, de Beauvoir also lent her voice to various political causes and traveled the world extensively. In the 1950s, she joined Sartre in support of Algeria's and Hungary's struggles for independence and in the 1960s, she was part of the French movement condemning the American foreign policy during the Vietnam War. 
A decade later, in the 1970s, her work brought her to the forefront of the feminist movement, and she hosts lectures, published essays, and fought women's equality rights and abortion rights. Simone de Beauvoir died in Paris on April 14, 1986, and she shares a grave with her life partner, Jean-Paul Sartre, in the Montparnasse Cemetery. It is because of her academic works and her political voice that Simone de Beauvoir is considered one of the key figures in modern feminism, and she's our backdated badass of the week. So, Nat, you picked this week's Backdated Badass. Why do you love her so much? So the love affair uh, was reignited after the Women of the World Festival where Angela Davis referenced her and I was like, oh my God, how could I forget this woman? We need to have her as a, as a Backdated Badass. And it's partly because uh, I really like existential philosophers. So they are philosophers that focus on... I didn't study philosophy, but... And, uh, Emma yeah. and I have just gone, this is an unknown fact about you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, so they are philosophers that focus on the human as the subject, and they focus on feeling and emotion and how you come into a situation, not what the situation does to you. That's probably, you know, any philosophers listening and like, that was a terrible uh, <laughs> um, way of describing it. But sorry, I didn't study philosophy. Um and when I first, I did uh, sort of media and, and, and conceptual studies and I learned a lot about John Berger and through John Berger, Ber, Berger, Berger, I came to uh, Simone de Beauvoir. And, uh, Beautiful accent though, darling. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and her work, specifically the book, uh, The Second Sex. And um, again, I did some modules in, in gender studies at university and it was this idea, and I think it was the first time I was presented with this idea that the not the family as a site of oppression, but that there are constructs that have been created within society to control women or to put women into boxes. And actually those constructs are, they are man-made, man I'm doing quotation fingers here, but they are, they are man-made. And that's when I then started reading Osho and the whole love, freedom and aloneness and really understanding that the basic fundamentals of how we live as humans wasn't this, um, this marriage structure, this two people structure. It was family, it was broader, it was kinship related. And I love the way she explores it through sexuality, um, through but housework is, and lots of other ideas. If we were looking at her as a man, because one mm -hmm. of the things that came up when we, were to, uh, when we were looking at her is her whole kind of, you know, she was quite happy to be open about the fact that she is very attracted to young men. Mm -hmm. And she legitimately campaigned to have the age of consent lowered. Mm -hmm. um, she had very young lovers. If she was a man doing that, mm -hmm. would we judge her in the same way? But I think men did do that. No, oh, no, they did. It, but that's the thing that we era. look at them yeah. quite. Uh, we look at them quite harshly, don't we? I think the male philosophers of, the of that time that were doing that, no, because it it was kind of it wasn't frowned upon then. Because but now what I'm saying is now. So yeah. now when we look at say when we look at kind of older men who mm. are dating much much younger women, we do kind of get a bit all about it, but because she we see her as this kind of feminist icon mm. and quite enlightened and quite thoughtful about the f you know the future of the world and the future of women mm. do we let her get away with it Emma uh, what do you think it definitely jarred with me because I read her and I was like oh my goodness I think she's my soul sister <laughs> she wouldn't get married to that boyfriend they had an open uh, open relationship they didn't want to live together I was like yes yes ticking all my boxes and then she talks about you know the second um uh, the book The Second Sex was all about you know uh, talking about the feminine and actually can't we just let like human beings be themselves and let women kind of free themselves from all mm. those constraints and then I did read the stuff about her having young lovers now you know me all up for a toy, toy boy, boy. <laughs> but ultimately she was like in her 30s dating a 17 year old and I'm, I've got I've gone okay in that instance you are not my soul sister but on the other stuff yes yeah. so yeah I it is a bit Cheryl Cole <laughs> I had um, so I actually first came to Simone de Beauvoir when I was 15 and because I was at a Catholic school, so I was into anything that had been banned by the Catholic Church, obviously. <laughs> um, and so I tried reading The Second Sex and I just couldn't get into it at all. I think I was probably too young. Mm. And then I came back to it a few years later and I had the same thing where I was like, oh, this talking about kind of not about men and women or masculine and feminine, but actually the whole of humanity mm. and that women's experiences are equally valid yeah. as human experiences just seemed kind of revolutionary yeah. I love that and she is of course hugely quotable now what is your favourite <gasps> quote so can I have a couple so my first one oh. is to catch a husband is an art to hold him is a job <laughs> and I really resonate with this because I do think you know there's an art to bagging yourself a man uh, but the reality is making a relationship work 
it's it's work it's a job you have to work on yourself i think you have to this, and this is me fantasizing about a relationship that i don't have but you have to work on your interaction together so i really like that one and my second one would be uh I wish that every human life might be pure, transparent freedom because my whole thing is about freedom mm. and uh, liberté, as we've discussed before. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got two as well. My, my first one was, this has always been a man's world and none of the reasons have been offered in explanation have seemed adequate. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> right on, sister. <laughs> and then the other one is, why one man rather than another? It was odd. You find yourself involved with a fellow for life just because he was the one you met when you were 19. Again, my sole sister, apart from the 17 year <laughs> <laughs> so that is Simone de Beauvoir in a potted history do tell us what you think about her are you a fan do you get her you can find us on Twitter at Badass Women's Hour on Instagram same place Facebook same thing um, or using the hashtag B-A-W-H um, we're coming to the end of our show now but before we do as ever we like to leave you with a badass principle for the week something you can live your life by in the next seven days so now what is our principle for this week our badass principle for this week is look up. And seeing as you suggested it, Hate, you can tell us what it's all about. <laughs> I've never got to suggest a badass principle before, so I'm so excited. <laughs> Do we shut you down normally? <laughs> That's the boss. Um, so basically, look up for me is literally look up. Look up from your phone take a look around walk down the street look up at what's around you but also about look up to other people look up to where you could be going i think given that it's spring and the sun is shining it's about taking our heads out from the sand looking up at what's around us emma do you agree yes definitely uh, it's definitely much more the like l looking up in terms of your aspirations and where you can take your life and where you can do stuff that's look up for me I mean yes I should look up on my phone probably a bit more often than I do <laughs> we all should so that was our badass principle for the week we have been the badass women's hour here on talk radio with me Harriet Minter Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton and if required you can find us all on Twitter I'm the badass women's hour at badass women's hour HR me at Harriet Minter Nat at Nat D Campbell and Emma at, at Emma Sexton and of course, you can come join the conversation, tweet us, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook, or using the hashtag at B, hashtag B-A-W-H. We'll be here again next week. In the meantime, have a badass week. Badass Women's Hour with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.